Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles podcast, a show dedicated to the crazy world of mixed martial arts. Join your hosts, Laurel, Ty, and Jordan, as they break down all the latest and biggest news and bouts. This is the one podcast that will never let the fight go to the judges. Live from your favorite podcast listening device, it's time hey fktc crew we are back with another episode of the front kicks and throw kills podcast it's laurel it's ty and it's jordan who will be joining us very shortly here and laurel this week's episode is brought to you by reaching a new level and I'm going to use a, an anime reference, but Mackenzie Dern went full on Super Saiyan a couple weeks ago in her fight against Angela Hill. <laughs> she looked fantastic. Oh, yeah. And Angela Hill didn't look like a slouch herself. Oh, no, not at all. But uh, Dern rocked it. Mm-hmm. The one thing that always concerned me after watching so many of Mackenzie Dern's fights is her stand-up game. And she brought her stand-up game to a whole new level two weeks ago. Yeah, I would have... I I believe that's true. It's better than I've seen her in the ring. Mm -hmm. Um, Although... Her ground game was pretty decent too. Although Angela Hill really got out of some binds there. I was pretty impressed with that. Oh yeah. But Mackenzie had multiple, multiple opportunities for uh, submissions and couldn't get it done because Angela Hill's ground defense was really good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Probably the best I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, of her. I know. Um... Uh, two weeks ago when we were on the podcast um i mentioned along the lines of who do i think wins between mackenzie dern and angela hill i was like mackenzie dern's gonna win this in whatever way that she feels like it is possible like mm-hmm. just give it to her anyway but honestly a lot of props to angela hill because oh like i don't even know how you could be able to take hit after hit and just I mean, she wasn't consistently being taken down, but when she was being taken down, she was on the ground for quite some time. And just being able to defend herself as well as she could, defending the submissions, and you have to give props to Angela Hill in more ways than one. I I think even though she lost, it was probably her best, the best fight I've seen her mm-hmm. compete in. Oh, yeah. Without question. Um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where both these ladies go. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll talk a little bit more about this fight late, uh, in a moment. But we do have like a little brief rundown because... Oh, actually, before we do the rundown, let me ask you. How was your Memorial Day weekend and a week free of fights at least of ufc fights (laughs) well first of all my saturday i turn on the tv i'm like where's the fights 
we don't have any. <laughs> but Monday I went fishing. Ooh, catch any big fish? Not big ones, but I caught some fish. Nice. Just a couple. Had okay. to get up at four o'clock in the morning to be there by 7.30. I was, the dedication was unbelievable. <laughs> it's always amazing when we are so dedicated to doing something that it doesn't matter what time it's at right we are up and ready to go as human beings i feel that way about hunting uh kind of fishing running <laughs> vacations <laughs> only things i love <laughs> nice <laughs> um so i'm trying to think what happened I mean, yeah, there weren't a whole lot of fights. So um, one thing that I tried to do while there was a week of no fights, and like, first off, try to see if there's any drama among MMA Twitter. <laughs> Nothing that I caught. No. At least not that I know of. But you can just tell how people are like wrestles because like, oh, why is this not? Why are there no fights? Um, yeah. But there was... Um, a comment that I saw on Twitter. Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, now I remember the comment. Um, it was, I wasn't sure if it was satire or if they were being sarcastic, but I think the tweet started out with hot take. Connor was winning all three rounds before he got submitted by Habib. What? I know. Who's the psychopath that said that? I, I, I need to figure it out. I'm actually going to, because I was just completely blown away when I saw that. I was like, um, I really hope this is fake. Um, let me see if I can pull it up. I don't think it, I have to go back too far because I didn't tweet that much. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. I think I found it. Oh, yeah, here we go. Um. Shout out to Party Hats, otherwise known as at Halvani7. Hot take. Connor was up 3-0 when Habib got the sub in the fourth. And it was off of a quote tweet that said UFC peaked on the night of McGregor versus Habib. It was the biggest UFC's ever done and probably will ever do. How can that be the biggest night? Exactly. Just like a couple tweets, a pack of lies. No, right? <laughs> like how how do you how can you defend that hot take of Connor being up three nothing on Habib before getting submitted? It makes no sense. Did they defend it in subsequent tweets to anybody else? I don't know. I didn't see it yet. But yeah. speaking of, oh, I don't even know where I was going off with that. Um, we have someone over here trying to show off his Marlins stuff right now. You know, sometimes when you have to come back from an electric <laughs> game, sometimes you have to be late to stuff. And even though I hate it, I mean, I, I did. But when I said I'm going to be here at a certain time, I, I come and I do it. I, I don't lie. <laughs> I, was, I said 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock around the dot. So here we are. Come on. Oh, boy. And he's stepping no, up to the no plate. No one told me this delayed start time. No one said anything. Yeah, no, this is 100% on me. Uh, this is what happens <laughs> uh, when you win a, uh, a giveaway, actually, and uh, you have no oh. choice but to go. 
Um, nice. So yeah, I kind of ran up on me last, not last minute, but when you win stuff, you have to go. So come on, you gotta go. Did you bring a glove? Where did you sit? No, so I actually have a thing about that. Um, might be an unpopular take. Uh, if you do wear a glove at a baseball game and you're an adult, uh, I do have questions about you. <laughs> what if you're catching it for your child, though? You know, that, that, now, if you go into different aspects like that, that's a different oh, question. Okay. That's, that's a whole different scenario. <laughs> so there's qualifiers to your statement. Correct, correct. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. So we were talking, uh, you didn't miss much. We were talking a little bit about how Mackenzie Dern went Super Saiyan two weeks ago. Oh, and yeah. we saw a, well, I saw, so you know how MMA Twitter can get a little bit restless when there's no UFC the week of, right? Correct. Um, I ran into the most insane hot take I've ever seen in MMA history. Uh-oh. And the tweet, and the tweet, I'm going to pull it up right here, comes from, oh, did I miss it? I did miss it. One second. Uh, oh, no, I didn't miss it. I'm sorry. See, I have to skip through a bunch of things. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, wait, maybe I did miss it. Where'd you go? No, I... <laughs> He's frozen. And then we talk about me. <laughs> and then here's Ty... <laughs> the i always enjoy the facial expression when you're frozen oh yeah it's awesome look at that i mean that is just <laughs> a, that is classic we should classic send that to him on the phone right in the flesh look at that <laughs> perfect screenshot right there Oof. it was it was a horrible tweet mm. it was the hot take was that uh connor was winning all three uh rounds before before uh i did I see that i yeah, just before saw that. Khabib. yes habib oof i did see that and uh i wow I, i'm taking that more as a troll than an actual hot take i don't think he even believes that so ty <laughs> i understand what a hot take you're referring to okay and, uh, yeah, I I think I'll take that more as a guy just being a troll than a hot take because there's no way he believes that. Oh yeah. So. But you know, I need to learn how to be a better troll on Twitter. <laughs> hey, I, if you if you want to learn how to be a better troll, talk to Sandy Pants. She knows a thing or two about that. I should because I'm jealous because I can't do the same. Like my troll takes are so nerdy. <laughs> and filled with proper english it's horrible <laughs> that is tough oh it's very tough um but yes i would say talk to sandy pants for sure um someone else suggested that i just do gifs gifs so gifs. maybe i'll just try that first okay that might work actually yeah just sarcasm <laughs> since i am since i am late uh did we talk about uh tough not yet yeah not um we talked in the green room but not in front of the camera yet so 
So would this be a perfect segue to transition to tough? Um, sure. Yeah, we can talk about tough first. We can talk about tough first. Let's start it. I'll start it off uh, since, you know, it was the latest oh. thing that happened. Describe it in one word first. Ooh, yes. Um, I would say insane. Okay. <laughs> Insane. Mm-hmm. Insane. My word of choice was uh, boring. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know how harsh I am. Well, I mean, that is true. I have to take out the grain of salt. So. <laughs> um, trying to think of a, I'm trying to think of one word because there's so many one words I can think of. And both of you came like on complete opposite ends of the of the oh, argument lame. there. Lame, um, you could use lame. Lame isn't taken I mean, yet. I wouldn't say lame. I would say everything up to the fight was this. Oh, snooze fest. Snooze fest. Well, I would say the the end, like the last 10 minutes was what really got me thinking it was insane because from the from the fight to mm-hmm. the end of the scenes that they showed with like Connor and Chandler at the end. And then also we saw Islam making an appearance, which mm-hmm. should be interesting. Um, so like things like that just it caught me off guard. I, I wasn't expecting any of that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I would say that too. Um, but even the fight, I, I'd say the fight was like my favorite part of the first episode. Yeah. Oh. Which we will talk about it now briefly, but... uh. That kid has lightning fast hands. Um, I did not see his right hand in the beginning because it was just so quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I was I was stunned. I was actually telling uh, my dad, who was right next to me at the time, uh, watching, and I'm like, I think uh, this guy's going to win. And the guy that got knocked out, like, he's a good jiu-jitsu guy. And if he's he's learning under Connor with the striking stuff, he might be more polished in that department. I mean, this guy just poured it on him nine seconds in. <laughs> Didn't even get a chance. So yeah, I, I just thought it was very impressive and insane. So yeah, Laurel and I actually, while we were um while we were discussing about it a little bit uh behind the scenes, we actually had to go back and watch the replay because the knockout came so quick. Like how how did he get knocked out? And so we had like watch it in slow motion how it happened. Yeah, no, it was it was very rep- reminiscent to the Terrence McKinney knockout when he knocked out um uh this guy in seven seconds, this lightweight fighter. Mm-hmm. I'm forgetting his name, but I have his face in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, very reminiscent to that. Just a, a quick one two, just put him down easy. Yep. No, like like maybe it was a. Like it wasn't a good stoppage, but like once we once it slowed down, the punch to his ear like knocked him down. But I've come to the conclusion that the follow up hammer fist by Roberts ultimately knocked him out. It was Matt Favola, by the way. I I just remembered. But yeah, mm-hmm. well, once uh once the the fighters say, oh, what happened? Like, did I get knocked out? That that's how you know it was a good stoppage. So yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought about the episode. I can't wait for episode two. I think it's gonna be a good season. You know, Connor gets a lot of good quotes in. Chandler's a good quote as well. Um, he's he's a good coach as well. 
And I'm actually glad he got the vets. I think he's more of a vets type of guy and Connor's more of a prospects type of guy. That's what I wanted to talk to you about next because this is what Laurel and I were talking about. Did you find it bizarre that Connor took all the prospects and Chandler took all the veterans? Um, no and yes. I, I, I actually going in, I, I wanted Chandler to get the vets because I, he's more of a uh, just a humble uh, type of guy. He's more of a, you know, he, he can give more words of wisdom in that. Like he, I, want to, I don't want to say he's been there before, but, you know, he's been through the grind. You know, Connor mm-hmm. was just a prospect, and then he jumped up the ranks like, like a rocket ship, like Dana said in the episode. So he, I, I, I'm actually glad Chandler had vets and Connor got the prospects and he, he can work with the prospects. Prospects are kind of like starstruck that their coach is Connor, but also can learn a thing or two from not only Connor, but he has, he has a great coaching staff with him, with uh, Kavanaugh and his other coaching and stuff. Just surprised that he brought his Boston coach uh, there too. But uh, yeah, I, I, was, I was glad that how it worked out. Yeah, I found it also interesting on Chandler's side that we have the um, yeah. the Bellator heavyweight champion Ryan Bader on his side. Yeah, that that was a uh, it's pretty cool to see. It's pretty cool. Oh, to yeah. See. oh yeah. All right. Um, Laurel, thoughts on Tough Thirty One? I so think the- it's going to be a good season. I like I mentioned before uh, to you, Ty, I don't like the fact that we get a 10 minute intro on, on McGregor (laughs) Ritz it up with just false tension right away. I don't, that's, Mm -hmm. that's my thing, but uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I'm always interested to see the fighters. I think that's what it's really about is, Mm -hmm. is, is who to watch in the future. And, you know, we've had, they've had a lot of, great fighters that passed through that before it was tough you know um and I'm sure they're going to get some great fighters out of this one too and I'll be interested to see how it all you know shakes out oh yeah Jordan's up to bat right now looks like he's ready to take on I mean I I am still buzzing (laughs) after the walk-off win so I might just be holding this bat the whole episode I feel like I should be serving you Halloween candy or something like you can (laughs) give you some Halloween candy just don't swing toward your computer please no there's a brand new laptop I can't I can't can't. yeah please (laughs) oh goodness um but um yeah I can't speak today uh we did have a fight card two weeks before, since we were talking about Dern versus Hill at the start of it. Figured we'd quickly go through the main card since it was two weeks ago, and pretty sure everyone's like everyone has had their coverage of it. And so, really quickly, how would we grade UFC Vegas seventy three? I I, I kind of like that. I'll give it like a like a B. I thought I thought it was good. Mm-hmm give it a b plus i enjoyed those fights oh well, there you go oh, higher than me <laughs> i would also give it a b plus yeah oh, i would change mine to a b plus and i can't be the only <laughs> negative here <laughs> <laughs> um that's my job <laughs> uh so real quickly we'll just like do quick hits of these fights uh diego Ferreira defeating michael johnson via tko um I wasn't entirely surprised about it um, because I think Diego is such an 
a strong up and coming fighter. Um, Michael Johnson did well. I think he won that first round and then Diego just turned it on the second, not even two minutes into the second round and it was over. Yeah. I mean, it was one of uh, many KOs actually that happened uh, during the main card. Yep. So it was a brutal, just brutal, brutal knockout. Mm -hmm. The dude got knocked out with his legs crossed like he was sleeping. Yep. That was rough. That was rough. Reminiscent to the Josh Emmett knockout. Yeah. And I was I was there live. Look at that, Ty. (laughs) That was actually that that was the fight that woke me up because the I think it was like those first three fights went by so slow. And then like it was like slow paced for this one. Like I was looking at my friend, like, oh my gosh, like this is too much. I can feel my eyes start to close and Emmett throws the punch. I could, I tell you, the whole stadium woke up cheering, watching that knockout. Well, if this was in a, an actual crowd and not the apex, probably had, would have had the mm-hmm. same reaction. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, our next fight was jo- Joaquin Buckley defeating Andre Falio. Mm-hmm. And I think one of my favorite knockouts ever are head kick knockouts. And Joaquin yeah. Buckley did not disappoint with this one. Nailed it. Just another devastating finish. Just straight shin on jaw. Just Mm -hmm. literally how you would drill it in practice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, So, don't think there's much to talk about it except for how spectacular knockout is. And so, we're moving on to the next fight, which I'm going to give the both of you props because you guys got a plus one on me on this one because, <laughs> man, I was kind of surprised that Emily Decote didn't really do a whole lot, but I it's my fault for doubting Loopy. Loopy, uh, Loopy kind of impressed. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's great. I thought, thought she looked good. Uh, one of the judges gave her a 30-27. Uh, mm-hmm. Not surprised, but... Uh, I just, I was glad they didn't mess this up. I, I For some reason, I was having a weird feeling they were going to mess it up. <laughs> and you know how judges are. You never know. So I'm just yeah. glad they, they didn't get it wrong. It's funny because I was thinking that same thing because I'm like, oh, my gosh, if they give this win to Emily Dakota, I'm like, like I, I don't even feel good about that one. Yeah. I'm just glad the right person won. Yeah. Um, Our co-main event, even though it ended with the TKO, I'm fairly disappointed in Edvin Shabazi and, and how fast he gassed out. Yeah, you're not the only one disappointed, Ty. I mean, I, I'm a big Edmund guy. I thought he looked great to start for the first round. Mm-hmm. And then it just fell apart after that. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming it was just the, the stamina caught up to him. And, man, I... I mean, obviously he's going to come back from this, but I, he just looked so good in the first round. I thought he was going to be back to his old self. Yeah. Um, um, Shout out to Hernandez's cardio, though. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah. That's his a game. Bra, brawl. His, his jiu-jitsu game is um, next level. Next oh, yeah. level. Yeah. Without question. And then, of course, our main event, Mackenzie Dern going Super Saiyan against Angela Hill, which Angela Hill going up against this. And Jordan, um, 
Laura and I were just talking about it, um, I think earlier, like, I think the biggest thing that, two things I was most impressed with, one, how well Angela Hill was able to stay in the fights, despite the amount of flurry that Dern was throwing. Mm -hmm. And second of all, I was very impressed at how much improvement Mackenzie Dern made in her stand-up game. Yeah, I mean, I, I think she's a, a future champ at the strawweight uh, division. I, I think she's going to get the belt sooner or later. Um, I mean, I know she was going through her uh, personal stuff with uh, divorce and stuff, and she fought like she was angry. And, mm-hmm. oh, boy, she beat the piss out of Angela Hill. I mean, yep. it was – I mean, Ron McCarthy scored it 49-43, and I – you could have made an argument for even worse. I mean, it was a beatdown start to finish. Yep. Um, I'm very surprised that Angela Hill did not get finished. Um, but maybe it was just Mackenzie wanting to kind of play with her food a little bit. Maybe get a few extra punches here and there and really take out her ang- anger. But who knows? But she looked, she couldn't have looked better. She, she really couldn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think that even though Angela Hill lost, I was saying to Ty that I really think that she had one of her best fights, even though she was getting manhandled. I mean, the way that she got out of multiple submission attempts and standing up and basically getting beat down. She, I think she had a great fight. It's you know, I wouldn't, if I were her, I wouldn't be embarrassed about that loss at all. Mm-mm. I guess arguably, regardless of gender, the greatest, what, submission artist that we have in the UFC, mm-hmm. regardless of gender, I mean, she's that good. Yep. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. But that covers UFC Vegas 73, unless we have any other points we want to make before no. Laurel updates us in the standings. Oh, Jesus <laughs> hey you got a plus one on me so you're starting to catch up now that's true that is true that is true uh so uh i am 37 and 31 jordan is 33 35 and mm-hmm. ty you're 38 31 well i am below 500 <laughs> <laughs> even the marlins are above 500 come on <laughs> i mean for me, someone has to be above 500 if my Phillies aren't going to be above 500 and just continue um, to pull it out. Disgraceful performance after disgraceful, after offensive disgraceful performance after awful offensive disgraceful performance. <sighs> like right before we recorded, I, I was like, Laurel, like, because I was thinking, waiting for your text, but I got the notification, Blizz lose 4 1. Like, like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess someone has to be above 500. If my teams aren't going to do it, I'll do it. I'm on my way. (laughs) But we do have a very interesting card, to say the least, coming up this weekend. Uh, You have another Apex card, unfortunately. Um, Yeah, I'm getting tired of the Apex cards. but I mean, fights are so much better when there's a crowd. Oh, yeah. We should hopefully be getting a big crowd in three weeks. Oh, speaking of which, 
Jordan, did you get your tickets for UFC Jacksonville? Not yet, but I still plan on going. And if I do <laughs> not go, I'm going to be a very upset person, but I still plan <laughs> on going. So. All right. And but, but before we get in, I just want to say rest in peace to my Boston Celtics. Uh, it was a good run. Oh, I didn't, <laughs> excuse me, I didn't tell you, Laurel. I got confused because with Jordan being in Florida, for some reason, like, even though he mentioned he's a Celtics fan, like, I thought for sure he was a Heats fan. So I think I rubbed a little too much salt. I got a congratulations. <laughs> I got a congratulations. I gave him a congratulations instead of a I'm sorry. But I do I do know a lot of guys on the Heat. I know Spolstra is a good family friend here. I I have seen Tyler Hero around Miami every once in a while. So it's uh, not that hard of a loss, but. Mm-hmm. You know. But the, oh, final, the finals will be interesting, though. I'll give you that much. At least yeah. I think they will be. For sure. Um, but that'll be a conversation for another day why people are complaining about this one. But, well, this is MMA, not NBA. So our first fight on UFC Vegas 74 might be the battle of the longest names in UFC history. <laughs> like literally, I think if you put all, if you put both their names together, it would fit probably the entire bottom of the screen. Um, and I'm going to try to pronounce them the best I can. Abubakar Nurmagomedov versus Elizu Zaleski Dos Santos. Wow. I mean, this guy is like John Anik. <laughs> <laughs> you could be the next Bruce Buffer if you put some accent into it. I'll give it a try later. Um, this is interesting because I believe this car, this fight was a pick'em, and so it's like, oh, this is gonna be. I mean, I know a little bit about both of them, but mm. for some reason, I can never. Whenever I see the name Nirmaga Madoff, I cannot go against it. So I'm going Abu Bakar Nirmaga Madoff via decision. I am uh, in agreement with you, Ty. I do think it gets it done. Uh, Dos Santos is a little bit too inconsistent for me. Um, and again, like you said, I mean, Nurmagomedov. Madoff, I mean, I will be betting on that type of last name every single time I can. Mm-hmm. I'm also going Nurmagomedov. I just... Oh, come on. <laughs> are you relying on me to pick the opposite so you can no, win no, no, no. i mean if you would have picked those santos it would i mean i would be one happy man but you you would have changed your pick probably no. <laughs> 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 um i just i think that uh your Madoff is just slightly better in all the all the uh the categories striking um all the offensive and defensive categories, nothing, nothing much. I think Dos Santos is a, is a good fighter, but I just think Nermark Madoff will have the, a little bit of an advantage with him. Mm-hmm. I was just actually looking at the odds and Nermark Madoff now is, a, it's close to a pick but it's slightly, slightly going towards Nermark Madoff now. So it yeah. should be interesting. Um, our next fight is between... And I'll let you start with this one, Laurel. Uh, Caroline, sorry, Kareen Silva versus Ketlin Sosa. 
Yeah, I don't know much about Ketlin Sosa, except for um, I watched some of her Invictus stuff today, uh, just as a re refresher. And and I just um, I didn't really maybe learn a lot lot from that. I think that she has a great ground game, but spends a lot of time just in a control position without much action to it. And I think Silva's probably just is going to be having it's she's going to have an experience uh the experience factor here mm -hmm. um as far as as the uh the fights go and I, i'm picking her to win okay yeah i would be going with silva as well i think she'll get it done by submission since uh both kind of like to be on the ground i just think silva will be more active uh like yeah. girl said so is a little bit more inactive uh, on the ground and that would not play to her benefit in this fight so silver by sub all right um i'm also gonna go silva um mostly because of oh it looks i thought he was gonna swing that bat towards the computer um sosa is um the well not i guess not defending anymore but she is the invict she is the a former invicta fc champion um at flyweights um, so this will be her UFC debut. She's pretty much making this fight coming off that title victory. Mm -hmm. Um, I find it strange that every time an Invicta champion, every time someone is crowned champion, it doesn't take them long before the UFC snatches them up. Um, but given that Silva, this will be her, I believe this will be her second fight in the UFC coming off of the Dana White contender series. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I think Silva's ground game is going to probably be a little too much for Sosa. I think this one will go to decision, but I wouldn't I, I wouldn't be surprised if the result is what Jordan said. It goes by submission. Yep. Um, all right, so our next fight, um, if, if you've been paying attention to the news, um, and I know Laurel, you and I have talked about it, we've got Tim Elliott fighting Victor... See, I can't be Bruce Buffer right now because that was <laughs> difficult as anything to spell. But moving past Victor, Lo, I know you and I talked about the whole what's been going on in Tim Elliott's personal life. And that... I mean, if you haven't been paying attention online then uh, i don't know what to tell you and i know tim elliott kind of like cleared the air a little bit this week um about his now i don't know if they filed for divorce or the divorce is official but he and gina mazzani are no longer together after some interesting things that happens starting from their wedding nights oh I, i'll say this the if, if this is what is true because mazani has yet to um comment on the situation but if what tim elliott said is true i think it's kind of a shitty thing to cheat on someone that you just got married to on that same night and have been continuing to do so I mean, maybe it's because he couldn't finish. 
I mean, 92% of his wins are via decision. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hope Tim Elliott doesn't listen to this. Oh my God. Wow, I'm it went saying. there. I'm just saying. That's I mean, not why, he, that's, he that's why I'm not picking him to win this fight either. <laughs> I mean, if we're, I'll defend Tim Elliott here. At least he's winning fights, unlike his ex-wife. <laughs> uh, that is a true statement. And uh, Laurel, you 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 know how I feel about Gina Mazzani and how terrible she is in her yeah. fights. And like, oh my goodness! Like, I, I think she only had like one win in her entire UFC run, and it was to like someone very very low ranked. Um, and then every time I've seen her, like she either is getting knocked out or choked out. So, um, so I, I think Tim Elliott has a little bit more success than Gina Mazzani does when it comes to the octagon. Um, and you know what? I, I think the whole Mackenzie Dern, how she's going through things. I think, I think Tim Elliott's going to take a page from that book. I think he's going to win this fight. And I'm um, gonna, I'm gonna go. He's gonna finish the fight by submission. See, I've been, I've been back and forth with this just because of what Ty just said. We just saw someone that literally just got divorced and fight her ass off, and I feel like Tim Elliott's gonna do the same. It's just that Victor is a better, he's a more polished and better fighter. It's just Tim Elliott's gonna be going in there as a different human. But why? Take- I mean, if she's been cheating on him all this time and he knows, then what what difference does the divorce make? Listen, you 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 got a point. You got a point. And that's why I will be taking Victor to win the fight. But I will I will gladly take the L if Tim Elliott just proves me wrong. So I'm kind of playing the middle, but I'm going with Victor. <laughs> <laughs> oh did you make your pick laurel the yeah yeah i, oh, I, I, said I, I must gonna win i must have missed that my bad i oh, snuck my it in there <laughs> well i was trying to defend tim elliott and i guess in my defense of tim elliott i did not hear what she had picked because yeah. i was oh. so ready for this <laughs> I was so ready, like, you know what? I'm going to defend Tim Elliott today just because, man, I think I think the guy needs it. What I said was that uh, if she's been cheating on him all this time and he knows about it, then why would the divorce make any difference? And that's why I'm going to pick Victor to win this. Oh, I must have missed the... That's, what, that's what I said. Okay. That, that's not exactly verbatim, but... Yeah. It's the same difference, but mm-hmm. I I also could say, um, and I won't get like too into like my personal thoughts on all this. But divorces, divorce can be tough on people on individuals, especially especially one it of this magnitude. If it's true, oof, and the fact that it would, I feel bad that it. And I honestly say that he got betrayed by two people, honestly, his ex-wife and his ex-best friend as well. Yep. 
So I think that could also play a factor as well. Being betrayed by two people that you had the utmost trust and respect for, you're going to come out fighting beyond anything. Because betrayal makes you do crazy things. And, well, I would say in Tim Elliott's case, I think that I think he's going to take that, at, well, not take it as motivation, but he's going to, I just firmly think he's going to pull Mackenzie Dern and just go all out. I would not be surprised. Yep. Um, our next he's going to have to overcome a four-inch reach advantage. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think he can do it, though. I think he can do it. Hey, so it was found out, we recorded this on Wednesday, and we found out on Thursday that the Jim Miller versus Jared Gordon fight is off. So we will not be covering that fight. So we're going to jump right into Jordan's big prediction on what might happen for UFC 300. Here we go. I would like to, uh, before we go on to our next fight, make a bold claim. Okay. And um, I do not have anybody telling, you know, be this or anything. Uh, UFC 300 will be in Miami. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> he wants to be in Miami. Although, you don't think they would be in Vegas because it's such a milestone event? I think the, the when they came here, for that Izzy Pereira fight, Dana was so stunned on how the city was for the event. He wants to bring a big pay-per-view back, and he already said he's coming back next year. I think he knocks out of the park with 300. All right. What they still need to do, though, is bring a UFC pay-per-view event to Philadelphia, but that's just me. That's, yeah, that is true. That is true. Philly's a great, great... Great place to hold things at. Mm-hmm. But hopefully that day comes sooner rather than later. Hopefully before I leave the Philadelphia area. Not anytime soon, but in the near distant future. But that's besides the point. But yes. Anytime soon and near distant future. What does that even mean? In the near distant future. We'll go with that. So like he said here, here, maybe here. Yeah. <laughs> Is that well, like tomorrow? Well, let's, let's just say this. I want to be I want to be out of Pennsylvania by the time I get to 40. Oh. Which is in oh, math six years. Five, five, six years. Math, math is hard. Math is hard. Why did it take you so long to... Because I can never remember how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's bad. It's bad. Wait, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be 34. I'll be 34 in October. Yeah. So, oh, so yeah, yeah, five to six years. If I can, if I can get out here in five, six years. So, Dana White, there, there's a challenge for you. Bring a UFC pay per view event to Philadelphia in the next five to six years. I think that would for sure happen. I hope it happens. <laughs> um, but we do have our co main events. Speaking of whatever i was talking about um alice caceres versus daniel Pineda. um interesting coming event i must say yeah i did not understand this coleman event um also weird statistics go with this coleman event as well 
Both fighters are undefeated against longer reach. Uh, they, they're not good against shorter reach. I mean, it's just very, I mean, just a whole bunch of outliers and it just baffles me. Everything baffles me about this. Wait, so do you think this fight's going to end in a draw because of those statistics? I mean, can I pick a draw and I can get plus 10 if it goes to a draw? <laughs> it might be something to look into in the future for sure. I, mean, I don't know, plus 10. <laughs> but I think someone will win. Um, I think it's a close fight. Um, I think Alex Caceres is rightfully favored, the betting favorite at least. Mm-hmm. Um just, I think uh, Daniel uh, Pineda is going to get it done mm-hmm. as the underdog. Again, he he's good against longer reach. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alex Casir is a very long guy. And uh, what I like about him is he finishes his fights, especially his wins. So uh, I'll take him with the dub. All right. Who did I pick? I have to look back at my notes. Okay, I know I picked. Um, yeah, this one I went back and forth on so many, so many times too. Um, especially seeing both fighters, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Pineda um got the finish, or even like won the. Actually, I would say wouldn't be surprised if he wins the fight. Um, but I'm I think I'm gonna lean towards Caceres for this one just because of the um. I wouldn't say so much the experience, but it's just a, I would say this is just one of those fights. I usually I pick every one fight when we're predicting on just like a gut feeling. And this one's just the gut feeling. So I'm going to go Caceres here. Otherwise known as Bruce Leroy. <laughs> I, um, I'm going to go with Caceres on this one. I think the caveat is I think that he'll win if it goes to decision, mm-hmm. but if it's some sort of uh, knockout, it's he's he's the one that's probably going to get knocked out. Yeah, that's true. But I, I think that with his his defense and his um, takedown defense i think that he'll probably survive the onslaught and and go and win by decision here laurel you know what was so surprising about when we made those picks just now right that jordan didn't celebrate the fact that he's the only one that picked pineda (laughs) i I am that confident in this fight that's why I did notice that, but I wasn't going to say anything. I'm, I'm just not confident in the fight. <laughs> I mean, that's understandable. That's it just... is kind of a weird matchup. I mean, you have a it guy, is, Pineda, that's 28 and 14, and mm-hmm. then Caceres, who is not 28 and 14. I mean, he's, um, oh, where's my thing? He's, uh, 20 and 13 so he's got damn near just as many losses but mm-hmm. at the at the same time Casero's ranked number 11 Pineda's not ranked at all and I hardly heard about the guy I mean I just think it's a weird 
weird matchup. Oh yeah. 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 I wasn't sure what they were thinking when they put not the, I think it's just weird. The placement of where this fight is on the card that it's a co-main event. Like mm-hmm. I feel like they could have done a little bit better. I thought this fight was probably early to mid main card, maybe even like the featured prelim. Yeah. I would would not ma- mentioned I would not have imagined a co-main for these two guys right now. That that's something that I want to talk about. The featured prelim, Jamie Malarkey and Muhammad John, whatever name of mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like the the spread on that is ridiculous. What's yeah. the spread? Uh 270 to 325. Oh. In favor of plus 270. In favor plus of Malarkey. 270. Yeah, let's see. Let's see that's in if that's in favor of Malarkey, um, oh, perfect. Not in favor of Malarkey. Malarkey's the underdog. The underdog. It's really. Yep. Oh no! Wait, Jamie. We're talking Jamie Malarkey, right? Yeah. Oh wow! According to this that I'm reading, he's a minus four fifty favorite. And who are you reading? From ESPN. Yeah. What do they know about the U.S.? I have, I have Jamie Malarkey as minus 410 here. What? Uh-oh. The UFC hasn't updated their website then. Yeah, must have. there must have been some kind of money that went towards Malarkey over the past couple of days then. Oh. Deduct a point out of the world. No, it still <laughs> says 270. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, so UFC's someone's messing up. Someone's messing up. Um get your shit together. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even confident in the main event. I mean, it's a great fight. I'm just I don't know who's gonna win. Yeah. Um high car fronts versus Amir Albazi. Yeah, that this one's tough. This one's really tough. Don't get me wrong, it's a great fight. It's just I, I, it's a tough fight to pick. Like I'm, yeah. not, like, I'm not going to be confident whoever I'm going to pick, mm-hmm. which would be Kai Carr friends. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the reason I'm picking Kai Carr friends is he has a great team. I think he's going to bounce back from his loss. His, uh, he could have been the, the interim champ. Um, I, I, I would not be surprised if, if Amir gets it done. I, it's, it's really a coin toss fight it really is and i just think city kickboxing is gonna get kai car france right and I'm gonna have them prepared that, that's literally my reason why yeah last i checked the odds this fight is a pick them right now minus 110 on both sides yep yeah um yeah i'm not sh- i'm not really sure but um i i think i think it, there's a lot of varying factors into this um i do have one question though because i saw earlier on social media this week that um israel adesanya was at an airport and he happened to run into alex Pereira. so my question is 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 he going to be in kai carfrance's corner or is he going to be there for the fights yeah i think he's going to be in attendance okay him and volk i wouldn't be surprised oh yeah i think i saw volk um in the social media post as well. Yeah, he 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 was in the background. Yeah, that's what I thought. So they're either gonna be 
And I think Hooker's there with them too. I think Hooker actually is the one that kind of trains with Carfrons. Correct. Um, yeah, and especially this is going to be Carfrons' first fight since the devastating liver shot KO in the interim title fight against Brandon Moreno, which that was a really great fight up until it, it always like not devastates me, but I always can feel the pain whenever someone gets hit with that liver shot because that just cannot be pretty. I mean, I think that I've been hit in the liver area at least one time and it it takes the wind out of you. It's ridiculous. Um, Amir Albazi, I have I've seen a little bit of his fights, but I need to like do a little bit more research on him. But I just see this as a big bounce back opportunity for Kai Carfrance. So I'm going to take Mr. Carfrance in this fight. And I think it goes the full five rounds. Like, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be like close. I wouldn't be surprised if this was a split decision victory. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Carfrance too. I mean, I, I do believe that he is a great fighter, had a little bit of a rough go of it, but he's a bounce back guy. Mm-hmm. I feel confident in that. I think you're probably the most confident out of the three of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that does cover UFC Vegas 74. And since we did talk about tough earlier, um that was really the main news fight announcements segment thing that we had just because it's been kind of slow lately um i mean we did sprinkle in some news there especially with the whole tim elliott situation mackenzie dern situation yeah all that stuff um so i'm trying to think i know they've announced a couple fights but nothing like really jumped out at me um they're starting to uh, I'll, I'll i'll actually leave off on uh on this uh to just add on to the mma news mm-hmm. uh fans should expect uh another dana white special announcement coming soon i think he's gonna announce some more fights that i may know about no it's actually funny you mentioned that because he um i think he and the ufc set up this like instagram broadcast channel and he sent like invites to every person that follows the UFC on Instagram. Yeah. So I, I do expect one to come out relatively soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, it might be a big one. Mm-hmm. Pay-per-view big or just like big? Pay-per-view. Pay-per-view, okay. So I think so they've got all the fights. Well, the, of course, the only one for June. They got the two for July. They've already got August. So I guess September would be the next one. Maybe onto something, Ty. <laughs> All um, I know is every week that we do the pod, we get one week closer to watching Amanda Nunez. We're going to be covering that fight next week. And Charles Oliveira. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to be very interested to see who you guys pick in those two fights because I'm going to be like researching all four of those fighters very closely next week because, man, I feel like either one of those four have a path to victory. They do. They do. Um, 
but let me see. Let me just make sure I didn't miss anything. I think I know they announced a couple. Um, oh, that's very fun. Sorry, I just saw the first thing that popped up. Let's see. So nothing interesting there. Um, okay, I see why I got bounced, bumped down. Um, so you were talking about the Jamie Malarkey fight. Um, his opponent, Muhammad Namanov, actually is going to be filling in on just a couple days' notice. And uh, I think that's why I got bumped down. Huh. Uh, his original opponent, Gerham Huda Talazi, um, was forced out. Oh, that's right. That is correct. That is correct. Completely forgot about that. Yeah, I think I saw this and I was like, oh. And then I got the verdict notification that said that um, the new fight that's starting off yeah. the main card is the uh, bumped off the Jamie Malarkey fight. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. You are correct. Um, oh, so I want... Hmm. So you know what, Laurel? I think when you saw those odds, I think they just never accustomed to the... Because I'm pretty sure that maybe... Kuda Ladazi was the favorite, and maybe they just never changed he it was. over. He was. Okay, so yeah, they just never changed it over then. That's probably why. Okay. I was like, what the hell's going on here? We're <laughs> investigating Ty, investigative Ty to the rescue at that episode. Just, just. Uh, let me see. I mean, nothing else has really popped. Um, um, Oh, um, Terrence McKinney. Oh, actually, yeah, I think this is when we were off. Terrence McKinney's going to be fighting in July. So we were talking about him earlier. Um, doo -doo -doo. A couple of Nashville fights have been added. Um, Trevin Giles is fighting Gabrielle Bonafime on 291. So a fight that's announced for the big BML oh. belt fight. Um, there's another fight that actually got that's on that card too. Oh, yeah. Joanne Wood versus Priscilla. Oh gosh, Laurel, you know how I feel about this woman, Priscilla Cachoeira. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, man. Now this—that's gonna be one of those fights. Can the can both these ladies lose, please? <laughs> She's tied. Oh shit! Laurel knows how I feel about Priscilla Cachoeira, especially after her eye gouging of Jillian Robertson, yeah. and. Yeah. Joanne Wood. Eh. Uh, uh, Jesus. She's, eh. She was really good up until she came up to the top five and then just completely fell apart. Fun fact, I was there for the, the eye gouging and poking that Jenny Robertson did. It was at UFC 269 in Vegas. Yeah. Did you boo her? Yeah, please tell me you booed her. I mean, no. was I supposed to cheer for her? No. <laughs> Listen, Ty, you can't say someone's really good until they hit the top five and then they're really bad. That just means they were really bad. I mean, why are we ending the episode so harsh? <laughs> Jeez. I'm not, she, it's fun to I, do. Yeah, apparently it's very fun to do. The Martins won today, guys. Come on. Well, see, there's a positive. We can end on that note. Oh. That his Marlin, that Jordan's Marlins had a walk-off hit to win the game. And who are they playing? Oh, it's exciting. 
we played the fathers. Fathers. The what? Padres. The uh, Padres. Come on now. Oh my goodness. I didn't know. I the joke went way over my head, so. But that's a good win. That's a solid win, honestly. Yep. Tomorrow we go for the series win. So we'll see. Nice. But yes, that is where we will conclude on Jordan's Marlins glorious victory. Um, <laughs> but I'm trying to think. Okay. So if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, if you want to join our FKTC group page, which we're going to boot that back up this weekend, if not, definitely next weekend. Uh, you can reach us on our podcast page on Twitter, FKTC Pod, or you can reach us individually by contacting Laurel at Rain Basin, contacting Jordan at Jordan T. Lopez, and then me, Ty, at TyFlyGuy15. But until then, protect your faces from Laurel's kicks, protect your necks from my throat cuddles. Watch out for Jordan's flying knees. Oh, wow. And what's our number one golden rule, Laurel? Never leave the decision in the hands of the judges. Yep. And on that note, we will see you all next week for the UFC's return to Vancouver when they go to UFC, when we have UFC 289, two big fights that we just discussed. Amanda Nunez versus Irene Aldana for the Bantam Women's Bantamweight Championship. And then, of course, we've got the potential lightweight title eliminator between Charles Oliveira and Benil Daryush. Yep. So we will see you. Oh, and we're hoping that we can get a guest next, next week. Uh, I will work on that. But Work on a tie. I will. Um, I've got plenty of time now, honestly. But until then, we will see you all next week. Bye. Peace.